Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of M365 Voice. I'm Antonio Mayo. I'm Sarah Hazi. I am Mike Madalani. And we're happy to be here with you again today, and we're looking to get another question out of our jar. Sarah, do you All have right, our jar? ready? We're ready. Here we go. <clears throat> the question is, what is self-service licensing in Microsoft 365? Self-service <laughs> licensing. So this one's an interesting topic. Uh, yeah, a topic that upset a lot of people when they announced it. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> someone raises their hand. <laughs> and when did they introduce self-service licensing? It's been a while, eh? Does it remember? Uh, they just announced it. I think it was the last in-person. I remember that I mm -hmm. had a meeting with um, one of the execs at Microsoft about this at the last in-person Ignite that we were at. So I think that they announced it in late 2019. So I think you're right. We were at an Ignite in person in September of 2019, and I know I had a meeting with Microsoft about this. They yep. hadn't rolled it out yet. I think it was due to roll out in like January of 2020 or something like that, somewhere around there. So it's been out for a little while, but they've expanded it. That's right. I remember you and I talking about this in December 2019 at SP Fest Chicago, I think, mm -hmm. um, where it was turning out to be a bit of an issue for a lot of people. So, Sarah, what did they? So, what did? Do you remember what they? What did they announce at the time, and what have they expanded it to? Right. So initially, Microsoft um, announced, and I'm going way back to 2019. Um, Microsoft announced that they were going to turn on the ability for Microsoft 365 users to purchase licensing uh, independently from their organizational tenant, meaning that without getting a tenant admin permissions, that an individual user at a company who had, let's say, an enterprise license could go out to either the Microsoft product website or an in-app purchase and self-service a license using a company credit card, a personal credit card, they could basically remit payment and get licensed for things. And Microsoft announced this as a feature, and notice I used the word feature in air quotes. Um, mm. At some companies, this might be a feature. For a lot of organizations, I call it more like a financial or a legal issue because you need to control licensing and you certainly need to make sure that you're covering your employee licensing costs. So the last thing you would want is an employee who buys licensing and puts it on a personal credit card and may not submit for reimbursement or something like that. So when Microsoft first announced it, I remember that there was quite a, a hullabaloo about it. And so Microsoft scaled back and said, we're going to delay the rollout for a few months and we're going to give administrators the ability to opt out of self-service licensing via PowerShell. Great. Love it. Um, here is the challenge in a nutshell. So we now have self-service purchasing available for Power BI, Power Apps, Power Automate, Microsoft Project, and Visio. You can opt out of all of those using PowerShell in your tenant. So it's one opt out for your entire tenant, but you have to opt out for every individual product. There is no one central turn it off and Microsoft, I don't care what else you roll out for self-service licensing, I always want it to default off. They default it to on and you have to watch message center updates. And then you have to go every time that they choose to add in another product that you can do self-service licensing for, 
you have to go in and PowerShell turn it off before your users could start buying it. Yeah. Is there any report or any anything on the tenant that it's an indicator if it's turned on or off, or is it only PowerShell you're gonna go and get the license status of that product? So, um, that is a great question. I don't believe, and I think that one of the main issues is that I don't believe that there are reports that a tenant administrator could run to be able to necessarily monitor this or prevent it before it happens. And I think for me, that's the central issue. And it's probably good to talk about why do we think that that's an issue? Um, yeah, so when this rolled out, there was a lot of um, a lot of talk about governance issues that this could cause for an organization, legal compliance issues it could cause, mm -hmm. because if you have a large organization and employees go off and purchase their own licenses and start building things, the organization is liable or responsible for what those users build in their tenant. Right. And being able to go off and buy your own licenses enables you to do all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. that the organization may have not approved within their corporate environment, right? Um, so that, that's one of the issues that we certainly see. It's at an organizational level, you're responsible for all the things that your your employees build. And what if you had an employee that let's say Mike was, um, you know, he's a, he's a great employee. He wants to be able to solve problems. He wants to build a Power Automate flow. He has the ability to self-service purchase something using Power Automate that he needs. He builds a great solution. And then he leaves the company and a year later, he looks at his credit card statements and realizes he's still been being billed for this license and he hasn't even been at the company for six months or a year. Yeah, that exactly. is a huge legal and financial liability, not only for Mike, but for the company. And then how is the company going to handle that? Um, and most companies that I know, um, they handle from an accounting perspective their licensing fees in a very specific way. Do they want to handle that just via an expense report from an employee who wants to expense the fact that they charged a license? Absolutely. Um, from a from a reporting perspective, I do remember that there is the um, the Power Automate admin connector. And there was a few admin connectors, I think, for the Power Platform, where you could actually create dashboards or reports uh, based on various admin functionality related to the Power Apps or Power Platform environments that were created. So through that, you might actually be able to generate your own report. But I don't remember if there's, I don't think there's a built-in report that shows you, for example, who has purchased self-licenses through self-service purchasing or alerts you to that fact. Right. Yeah. Not that I um, not that I can see. Um, and it's important to mention that who can buy through self-service. So if you don't turn off this self-service licensing, any user with a non-guest user account in a managed Azure, Azure AD tenant can do a self-service purchase. Yeah. And they only need a credit card. You can't invoice it. It has to be a credit card. But then any of those users can actually do that unless you go in and use PowerShell to disable for every one of the individual products. And I think it's important to list the products again. It's Power Platform, including Power BI, Power Apps, Power Automate, 
project in Visio. So here's a scenario. What if I am an IT admin and did not turn it off? One of the employees had gone and purchased a subscription, a license. Mm -hmm. Then we realize, oops, we did not turn it off. We go and turn off that for that particular product. What happens to the work that that employee started that subscription? Do they lose it or does it continue on? Question. And I'm looking at Microsoft's documentation right now, and we'll and I'll link to this in a, in the blog post that we created for this episode. But they do say that admins can view all self-service purchases made in their organization in the admin center. They can see the product, purchaser name, subscriptions purchased, expiry date, order history, purchase price. Um, but that's after the purchases have happened. So if you haven't disabled this in your tenant. You could go out, disable it now via PowerShell for every product, and then you could go and run the report to see if you have any of that self-service licensing. And at least then you have a punch list of things that you need to remediate from a cost and a legal perspective. Yeah. And I'll make sure that we link to this in the information. That sounds good. But Mike, to your question, can you repeat your question, Mike? So if if there was someone who had to purchase the subscription, the license, and then the uh, the tenant admin disabled that feature to uh, to have the self service purchase afterwards. But I already have a self license of um, paying for it. I would think your license going to disable it for me, or does it? I don't think so, because you're only disabling the ability to purchase. So you would be stopping future purchases for every product that you disable, but not if Antonio already made it through. Antonio would still have that license. Yeah. And to Sarah's point about the the report that you can see with um, the self-service license that were purchased and who purchased them, they would have to specifically go to your account and remove that license. Yeah. And then if you built something with that license, I'm assuming that thing you built would stop working. Right. right. Now, here's what's interesting. On the Microsoft documentation, they ask the que- they have the question and answer, who owns the product data created from a self-service purchase? So if Antonio purchased a license, in our company tenant, uh, who owns that? And according to Microsoft, data created from products bought through self-service purchase is owned and controlled by the organization who owns the tenant. And there you have it kind of in a nutshell where, but what if Antonio is paying for it personally? Yeah, I still don't own the data generated from it. Yeah, yeah it's a so great question. So what do people need to do? And it's really important to note that, um, so back in, I think it was in January of 2020, they launched the initial products available for self-service purchasing. Um, I think it's important to point out that in April of 2021, they added more products that Mm -hmm. were available to self-service purchase. So in April of 2021, they added in Power BI Premium per user and Power Automate per user plan. And I know I was able to find that simply by watching the message center on a weekly basis. And they said new self-service products. My assumption moving forward is I'm gonna have to continually watch the message center for additional self-service products and then make sure that my tenant admins go in and use PowerShell to disable every new self-service product when it comes out. And so I wanna make sure that if companies are concerned about this, that you're going to have to have a continual watch on your message center to go out and proactively disable for every one of these that Microsoft for sure. releases. Yeah, that's a very good Absolutely. point. Yeah, I, I, like I, 
I have heard some organizations that actually like this feature. I personally do not. But some are, some organizations like this feature because different departments want the ability to go buy their own license for their department to build something in the Power Platform. That's kind of how this started, right? A department has a specific unique requirement. They have the wherewithal and a person or people within their department to actually build the thing they need. So they go off and they automate some aspects of their department's business process. And they want to be able to buy that license and pay for it and have some aspect of chargeback, if you will, yes. by putting, let's say, the department's credit card on it and the department is paying for it. Um, however, those controls around the department and who can do it and controlling it, I'll say a little more robustly at the tenant level, aren't there. So it's ripe for any individual within the organization to go and just purchase a license and expense it or not expense it and do something, you know, perhaps productive and constructive for the organization or perhaps malicious. So like in our security assessments of M365, mm -hmm. I usually look for how is the um, self-service purchasing configured and report that back to the client. And unless the client has a specific need around it, recommend disabling it for all products, for all users. Well, so here's an interesting question. Now, um, I tend to work with big companies that have tenants. So to me, this is a clear, from a large organization perspective, to me, the financial and the legal ramifications of this, and I'm not even talking about in some states, in the United States, and in some areas, I think across the world, employees doing something like this would even violate company policy because what if they purchased it after hours, they're not on the clock, right? It just, there's the whole treasure trove of, in, of things. Do you think a majority of clients who have a tenant would want to opt out of this in one location permanently versus wanting to opt in? Absolutely. Yes. Oh yeah, every single client I've seen has turned this off. And especially to your scenario, because if they keep adding more products, I want to opt out at the tenant level. Yeah. And that will inherit, and all the products will inherit from that. If I want to turn on a specific product, it's much easier to go and turn it on back on rather than just keep watching the message time and say, oh, yes, I don't want to miss it. I'm going to have to go and turn it off. Exactly. Yeah. It is exactly the inverse of how right. I think it should be. I think you should have a global one place to turn it off for all products in your tenant and then use PowerShell to turn it on for Power Automate or for Power BI or just yeah, the ones right. that you want it. That's right. Yeah, it, like despite the fact that I've heard some clients um, actually want this, I've never seen anyone actually utilize it in a production environment. Every single client I've seen has turned it off and they've turned it off because of the major reasons we've talked about, not because they want it off for Power Automate or for Power Apps or for some individual project product, because they want it off across the board. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I would even go so far as if you are going to enable it, that you provide the capability to enable it for just certain users or certain groups in the organization, mm -hmm. right? So have it off by default and um, allow the administrators to enable it for um, an AD security group. And then anyone that's in that AD security group is actually able to do the purchase, the self-service purchase. Now, that see, that's an elegant idea, Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that way you can control it a little bit more who is allowed to do it and for what products. Yeah, yeah I like this. Um, I'll be honest, this one, I'm holding myself back a little bit because, as you know, this one drives me crazy. Don't hold it drives me crazy. Um, and you it's haven't turned that yet. 
well, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Um, it's just so hard because I think it's, there are so many things to pay attention to when you are administering Microsoft 365 in your organization. And there's so many messages in the message center. What if you're out on vacation that week and you miss it uh, and it goes by and suddenly you've got this gaping hole um, in your financial and just the ramifications are endless to me from an organizational perspective, so. Yeah, and that message center has gotten really busy with messages. Like, it's fabulous, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I get messages from my tenant every single day and I yeah. go through them every single day and it takes time. And you're right. What if you miss a day or two days, right? Because your inbox happens to be full and it's buried somewhere low or you're on vacation. Um, it's hard to pick those yeah. out for things like that. And the only reason why I happened to see this message in the message center from April of 2021 when they decided to light up Power BI Premium and Power Automate is because the title of the message center post was announcing new self-service products. Yeah. What if they hadn't had the word self-service and product in the title of the change in the message center? Chances are good I would have probably missed it. Yeah. So the level of... Um, things that I am reliant on to do the right thing from an organizational tenant management perspective is there's just so many areas, things that could fall through the cracks. Absolutely. So this is one I think we all agree. We wish that Microsoft would perhaps adjust what the default is and some of the capabilities around it just because of the, um, the issues that leaving this on okay. could create. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on this one. A great topic. A uh, little bit of uh, um, an energetic topic, I'll say, something that some of us are uh, passionate about. Um, but uh, we'll see you again on another episode of M365 Voice soon. Bye, everybody. Okay.